is the World of Sports Network president. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. It's Monday, March 8, 2021, man. And we have a packed show. So we're going to start with the New York Football Jets and what are they going to do with the second overall pick in the draft. And then we got to talk about J.J. Watt going to the Arizona Cardinals. And Pittsburgh, Big Ben said he's running it back. Big Ben wants to run it back. And I want to give you guys my opinion on the Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford trade because they were two so similar, and I got to give you my personal opinions. And also, we got to talk about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys situation, and we got to end it up in Atlanta, baby. And I got to talk about um, Arthur Smith. Who the hell is Arthur Smith, the new Atlanta Falcons head football coach? This is Monday Morning Football with the guru. Roll the tape. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's Monday, March 8th, 2021. Holy smoke, it's March 8th. Hey, man, tomorrow's my dad's birthday, March 9th. I'm like, holy smoke, man. Tomorrow's Pop's birthday, man. Big Daddy Guru. It's his birthday, man. Y'all go wish Big Daddy Guru happy birthday. You know what I love about what I love about dad's birthday? You don't even got to overthink things, man. It's like, hey, I'm just doing this show. I'm like, oh, shit, it's dad's birthday. You don't even get nervous. You don't even care. You're like, oh, well, it's dad's birthday. The easiest thing. But if that was mom's guru, holy smoke, dog. I would have been like, time out. End this show. End this show. We got to take care of mom's guru, dog. But it's pop's guru, man. He good, man. He's a grown-ass man, dog. A grown-ass man. You know you know the worst thing? A grown-ass man, when you're, when you're old, especially old black man. I don't know about any other one. A grown black man, they hate when you tell them happy birthday. They just moan. You're like, happy birthday. You know what I'm saying? They ain't never say thank you. Never. It's never happy birthday. They're like, it's like that's the worst thing you can say to them, dog. <laughs> It's like they wish you forget the birthday, but then you're like, "Hey, happy birthday, pops!" You're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, man." <laughs> hey, anyways, man, let's get this show started, man. That's a tribute to pops. Without pops, sperm, there won't be no guru, dog. Shout out to the sperm of my pops, baby, the one that made it through. Hey, speaking of the sperm that made it through and the sperm that might not make it through, let's talk about the New York Football Jets, dog. You know, my man Joe Douglas, the GM, y'all know how I feel about Mighty Joe, Big Joe. Big Joe Douglas coming out and saying, hey, um, you know about the whole Sam Donald situation. He's like, yo, we're taking calls about Sam Donald. Like, if any team is interested, oh, yeah, yeah, we're taking calls about Sam Donald. I'm like, well, duh, of course you're taking calls about Sam. Hey, everyone is taking calls nowadays. It's like, if you got a phone, you just call anybody in the NFL because everybody except the Houston Texans are taking calls, all right? You know what I'm saying? If you know the number, you dial that number, and they're taking calls, dog. Trust me. I prank called them, man. You know what I did to Google? Hey, I called my, hey, I called the, um, the Houston Texans. I prank called them. I'm like, hey, this is the Google. I want to make a trade for Deshaun Watson. And you know what? They hung up on me, dog. They like they ain't taking no calls i'm like yo y'all got it y'all got it dog <laughs> but my man joe douglas said he's taking calls right 
So this got me thinking, Joe. This just got me thinking, man. Because it appears like the Jets are going with the dude from BYU, Zach Wilson. That's what it appears like. It looks like it's a Zach Wilson draft for the New York Jets, right? I might be wrong, but I'm the guru, so more than likely I'm right. So this just got me thinking, man. And I was thinking about it in my years and years of doing this, right? Doing this football thing, man. Dude, since I'm the nerd of football, I'm the voice of football, I am the football guy. When you think about football, you think about the guru. And there's been situations where every time it's like, especially going into the draft, the first and second pick a quarterback. You know that whole, that quarterback battle, who's going to be the first quarterback, who's going to be the second quarterback pick? And you know what he got me thinking, dog? New York football Jets, man. I don't know if I want to be in your situation right now, bro. Because, you know, through that history, and when I'm saying through the history, I mean through the history from the 90s and, and current. Because that's when football matters. In football in the 80s, 70s, 60s, ain't nobody cared about that, man. Till they started passing the ball. See, football didn't come into existence until they passing the ball, which is like the 90s, all right? So within the 90s and the 2000s, or where we're at now, right, there's been a few one and two, right? First of all, pick quarterback, and second of all, pick quarterback. And the team that has the second overall pick, it usually don't turn out well for that team. It don't turn out well for that team. So let me go back, man. I got to take it way back. Back in um, 93. This was in 93. Take it way, way back. This was old school. Your millennial might not even know what 93 is. But there was a quarterback. First and, there was the first quarterback pick, Drew Bledsoe. And going against another quarterback, Rick Myra. Rick Myra was from Notre Dame. He was the golden child, man. My man, uh, uh, Drew Bledsoe, was from the Pacific Northwest, from Washington State. And at the end of the day, the two, the, the, the two quarterbacks, who was better, Rick Meyer or Drew Bledsoe? The first overall pick went to Drew Bledsoe. And you never heard of Rick Meyer. That's why y'all are like, who the hell is Drew, the guru talking about? Exactly. And then I want to move on to 1998. You're like, guru, what you talking about, 1998? Yeah, dog, we moving on up, man. 98, there was this two-quarterback call. It was Peyton Manning versus Ryan Leaf. Yeah, man, this time Peyton Manning was from Tennessee, come from a family of just legend, from his dad to the Manning family and all that nonsense. And then there was Ryan Leaf. This time he was from the Pacific Northwest, from Washington State. Ryan Leaf was a prototypical, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got strong arm, he good-looking kid. Just, he just looked like Tarzan. And then going against Peyton Manning, and you know what? The Colts pick uh, Peyton Manning as the number one of all pick. And y'all know what happened to Ryan Leaf, or maybe y'all might not know it. Be wary, New York Jets. Move on to 19, what, 1999, a year later. The only exception I might give to this rule Tim Couch versus Donovan McNabb in 1999. Couch and McNabb. You know what I'm saying? McNabb was his second pick. Tim Couch was the first of all pick. But the only thing I got to say is the Cleveland Browns made that pick. So, obviously, there's exceptions to every rule. All right. So, then we move to 2012. Andrew Luck versus RG3. We all know who won that battle. The first of all pick. We moved to 2015. Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. We call that a wash. We call that a wash, all right? We call that a wash. 2016, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Hey, 
Jared Goff played in the Super Bowl. Jared Goff won playoff games. Carson Wentz, we haven't seen that. So as you could tell, Jared Goff have a, a, a slight edge, even though we all see the ending of that situation. So what I'm what I'm getting to what I'm what I'm trying to say, New York Jets, historically, when you have the second overall pick and you're going for a quarterback, that don't really mean well for you, New York Jets and Joe Douglas. History shows the team that got the number one overall pick usually gets the better of the two. History shows, and in this situation, the Jags got the number one overall pick. That shows they will have the better of the two. So New York and Joe Douglas be very weary with the number one overall um, pick while you're picking a quarterback because history is not on your side. If you go and pick Wilson for BYU and you pick Zach Wilson, now you're going against history, my friend Joe Douglas. You're going against history. Once again, history shows. If you have the second overall pick and it's a battle between two quarterbacks, the second quarterback usually don't pan out. History shows that from the Drew Bledsoe to Rick Myra to the Peyton Manning and the Ryan Lee, from Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb to Andrew Luck. That's who I'm looking for. So the Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin Jr. We all know, number one, number two, there's a reason why. They're the number two instead of number one. So New York Jets and Joe Douglas, I know you're taking calls for Sam Donald, but sometimes, man, it don't hurt if your phone gets disconnected and stay with who you got, dog. Because, hey, the grass ain't always greener, man. I know you're in New York, but the grass ain't always greener, man. So now I want to move on to where the grass is never green, man. Where the grass is never green. I want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals, but I want to talk about the one house that's grass is going to be green in Arizona, though. The one, hey, the one house is going to be green in Arizona. That's the house of J.J. Watt. My man J.J. Watt just signed himself a two-year deal or I'm worth a gazillion amount of money in Arizona because everything in Arizona is cheap. Everything is Arizona. If you ever lived in Arizona, it's cheap, dog. It's cheap. So this just got me thinking, man. I'm like, J.J. Watt coming to the NFC West? Man, what is going on, man? Why is everybody coming to the NFC West, bro? What is going on? Why is J.J. Watt of all situation, of all places he could go, why is he going to the Arizona Cardinals? And he, I'm like, duh. Well, duh. Of course he's going to the Arizona Cardinals. This is exactly what the Cardinals are. This is what the Cardinals do. When you're old ass NFL veteran, when you're old and you're looking for your last leg, you go to Arizona, man. That's what you do. Arizona got a history. I will give you all the list, man. Arizona got a history of making moves like this. This is what they do. That's why they call Arizona the Snowbird State. When you're old, you want to escape the winter. You want to escape the high density of your population. You know what you do? You go to Arizona, man. Arizona got more old heads than any place in America, dog. Arizona got more old asses than any places in America. Trust me, I know. Go look at People's Magazine and the number one cougar state in the world. It's Arizona, dog, because them old motherfuckers are all there. I know. Trust me. Trust me. I know. 
That's why I ain't dead, dog. I had to escape from Arizona, dog. It was too much. Too much for this cub, dog. It was too damn much. Hey, yo, I look at Arizona history, man. Man, look, Arizona, hey, I remember when Arizona got Emmett Smith, dog. Y'all remember Emmett Smith? Yeah, his old ass ended up playing for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Adrian James. Y'all remember the edge? Yes, Adrian James ended up playing for the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, yes. Chris Johnson. Yes, he ended up playing for the Arizona Cardinals, man. You all remember T. Sizzles? Terrell Suggs? Yes, he ended up playing for the Arizona Cardinals. Dog, I'm just naming y'all the, the golden girls or the golden boys of, of the NFL, dog. They all reside in Arizona, dog. There was this one show called The Golden Girls. Y'all y'all, young millennials might not do it, man. It was called The Golden Girls, man. And the show was made in Arizona. It's where a bunch of old fucks, old heads, man. Old heads. You know what I'm saying? They just chill and do their thing, man. It was like it was like the old it was the friends before friends. It was friends for the for the AARP. The Arizona Cardinals football team is 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 the number one AARP football program in and out of football, dog. I'm talking about if you are 65 and older, or in football terms, if you are 30 years and older, dog, and you already passed your prime. You already did everything you're supposed to do, but yet you still want to play. There's a place for you in Arizona. Yes, Arizona and J.J. Watt. It's been fun knowing you, dog. You all remember that guy named Larry Fitzgerald? Probably the greatest receiver we never ever going to talk about. This is going to be the, hey, J.J. Watt is going to be just like that guy. Remember, J.J., remember that guy that used to get all them sacks, but we never, oh, yeah. He just got lost in the desert. JJ, what? That's the same thing I said. <laughs> hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick break, man. But when we come back after the break, I got to talk about Big Ben, man. I got to talk about probably the greatest slacker of all time, Big Ben Burger, man. This is Monday Morning Football with the guru you are listening to monday morning football with the guru for more sports content visit youtube.com slash world of sports network yes sir yes sir yes sir hey man we're back appreciate y'all appreciate y'all hey i love it i love the love we're getting on uh, on the show right now, man. I got to give you all kudos. I got to give you guys props, man. I got to give you guys roses and flowers. Man, we're hitting all the personal records as far as viewership, man. And I got to talk about my guy here, man. I got to talk about my guy, Big Ben. I, I'm tired of y'all disrespecting Big Ben, bro. I know I the whole media outlet be disrespecting Big Ben except Moi, the guru. Because the guru called Big Ben. I give Big Ben one of the greatest compliments of all time, man. Big Ben is the greatest slacker of all time. I'm talking about you look at this dude, dog. Big Ben is like my hero. If you're a slacker and you've ever been one of the biggest slackers and in school they tell you you're a slacker and you're never going to make something out of yourself, Oh, my goodness. And you tell that teacher or whoever the hell tell you that, and you show them a picture of Big Ben Roethlisberger, dog. Because you talking about a guy that's just just ain't worth a damn, but yet still worth a damn. 
I mean, this dude is not. He is the worst football player in the history of football, but yet one of the best football players. That's what is the definition of a slacker. I mean, this dude just just played football because he likes the, what football does for him, dog. I love me some Big Ben, dog. If you're a guy that smoke weed and they tell you you can't do it. If you're a guy that drinks and you become an alcoholic and they say you can't do it. If you're a guy that just out bottom of the topo that said you can't do it, you better show him a tape of Big Ben, dog, because he did it, dog. And if Big Ben could do it, any motherfucker could do it, man. I'm telling y'all. Big Ben played one of the hardest positions in all of football. And my man Big Ben don't watch no films. Big Ben ain't no student of the game. Big Ben don't work out hard. Big Ben don't lift weights. Big Ben don't care about health. Big Ben don't care about a damn thing, bro. One thing I could tell you about Big Ben, though, dog. Big Ben was sitting in that motherfucking pocket. I don't care if it's a tractor trailer coming out of his ass, dog. I don't care if it's Lawrence Taylor. I don't care if it's Ray Lewis. I don't care if it's a combination of Lawrence Taylor and Ray Lewis. Big Ben going to stick in our pocket and he's going to bury down at that cannon and be like, let's do this, baby. Let's dance. That's the ultimate respect I got about Big Ben. Big Ben is that frat boy. That boy at the frat party in college, dog. You like, bro, ain't no way you're going to jump from the roof, dog. Ain't no way you're going to get drunk and jump from the roof. And like, there's no way you're going to do it. And this motherfucker is like, damn me. I double dare you, and I said I double dare you, and this son of a gun jumped from the damn roof, dog. That's Big Ben. Big Ben is the type of quarterback, dog. If you're the purest of football, if you love the game of football, and you're a coach of football, you hate Big Ben, because Big Ben is terrible. I ain't never seen Big Ben call an audible. I ain't never seen any of that shit. Anything when it comes to the art of football, Big Ben is the opposite. Big Ben is rugged. Big Ben, all the principle, all the principle of football, Big Ben go against, dog. Big Ben go against, but yet, my man is one of the best to ever do it, man. This is why I call him the greatest slack of all time. This is why I call the guy don't watch no game films. He don't do that. Oh, nah, but you know what? This guy accumulated for 156 wins, dog. 156 wins. This guy is fifth all-time in NFL wins, dog. Fifth all-time. Only Brady, Breeze, uh, uh, Manning. Uh, uh, no, man. Only Brady, Breeze, um, Brett Favre, and Peyton Manning got more wins than my man Big Ben. My man Big Ben is seventh. It will be seventh. And actually, it will be top five for most passing yards in NFL history, dog, with over 63,000. Big Ben is going to be top 10 in NFL as far as touchdowns in NFL history. I'm sorry. He's going to be top 5, top 6 in NFL history as far as touchdown, dog. This dude is the biggest slacker in the history of fucking football, man. That's why I love him. And my man Big Ben is coming back. It's like we want to give cheers and I love it, man. Because if you're drunk, if you're alcoholic, if you're a substance abuse user, man. You know what I'm saying? And if you have a high sexual drive, if you have all that, and if you're just crazy, my man crash a motorcycle, like you all look at Big Ben history, dog. You're like, how the hell are you a freaking quarterback, dog?
you like, how the hell are you the franchise quarterback for one of the greatest organizations in sports history, dog? Big Ben is a mess, dog. Big Ben is the biggest slacking quarterback. That's why my man is disrespected, if y'all want to know. That's why Big Ben is disrespected. But you know what? Ah, as, as a graduate of the big slacker university, I am a graduate of a slacker university. I learned all the slacking from Big Ben. But ain't no one could slack better than Big Ben, dog. Ain't no one, dog. Ain't no one in the history of, of, of NFL. And I can't wait to see Big Ben come for one more year so I could be like, say farewell. Because the biggest slacker in NFL history, who got more Super Bowl than Aaron Rodgers? Who got more Super Bowl than Brett Favre? Who got more Super Bowl than Drew Brees? Yes, we could all look. Y'all want to talk about all them legends. And he has as much Super Bowl as Peyton Manning. But yet, my man is over there, got a beer in his hand. While you guys are spending 18 hours watching films, you know what Big Ben is doing? He got a beer in one hand. He got a remote control watching a porn in another hand. He got another girl grabbing his cock in one hand. And he's just chilling. So my, this is my film right here, dog. That's why we all love Big Ben. Because Big Ben don't give a fuck. My man, he was all about drugs, sex, and alcohol in Pittsburgh for Big Ben, baby. And y'all better stop disrespecting this, man. Y'all know how hard it is to win two Super Bowl being drunk? Y'all know how hard that is? Exactly. Ain't too many of y'all could even do that. Ain't too many people even got a Super Bowl sober. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Imagine doing it drunk. Yeah, Donovan McNabb tried, and he can do it. Y'all better stop disrespecting Big Ben, dog. The biggest slacker of all time, man. Hats off, man. Y'all, sometimes y'all gotta, y'all be disrespectful. Sometimes y'all gotta give respect to where respect they deserve. If you could be a slacker and then that you could do the, just being the worst of all worst and still be great, Psst, bruh. Hey, flowers, you got that flowers, homie. I give it to you, man. Straight flowers. I, I come knock on your door and give it to you, man. So now, I wanna move on to, to a trade that happened, man, because I just can't get enough of this. I can't get enough. Hey, can't get enough. Ooh, I can't get enough. I'm just making shit off, man. But hey, sign me though. Whoever, do we do we even still got record labels out there? Or is everything on SoundCloud? Like, I don't even hey, I don't need no record label, but somebody put me on a record. How about that? <laughs> somebody put me on a label, baby. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. I want to talk about Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford, man. I just want to hit about this a little bit because this is like the most similar. When I looked at this trade and, and a lot of people looking at um, the Rams, they're like, oh, my gosh. The Rams are a Super Bowl team now because they got Matthew Stafford. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I was like, and then all of a sudden, the Colts got Carson Wentz. What I'm hearing, oh, man. I hope the coach could revive Carson Wentz because he's mentally done. He's damaged and so on and so on. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, what in the hell? What, what, is, what am I reading here? What am I seeing? What is going on out here, dog? Why is this situation all of a sudden the Rams, who became a Super Bowl favorite, and the Colts are just the same with Carson Wentz? I don't make no sense. When, in my opinion, 
This or like as far as situational wise, this team are identical. They're actually in the same starting block. In the same starting block. They're defensive led team. Highly, highly, highly potent defensively. Highly potent defensively. They got a solid running game. They're actually a running team. The Rams are a running team. And the Colts are a running team. Led by two young uh, running backs. Um, they both got a good offensive line. The Colts might slightly be better than the Rams. And then I look at it. Is Matthew Stafford really um, better than Carson Wentz? I don't know, bro. I really don't know, man. I know you're like, guru, guru, you always hate on Matthew Stafford. I, I already know who's saying that to you. I see you, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler, you talk about, hey, you going to talk about Matthew Stafford. Me and my bet, we still on, Tyler. We still got that bet on, bro, and I'm going to call your ass out. I'm going to call you. I'm calling your ass out now, in fact. Anyways. Yeah, you always hate on Matthew Stafford. He's better than Carson Wentz. He was in Detroit. Like, Detroit didn't have nobody. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, time the hell out, dog. Did y'all remember what Carson Wentz did? What, was it last season or two seasons ago? When he had practice squad, guys, for the whole second half of the season and still led that team to the playoff, dog? Like, I, did y'all remember? Because I don't even remember those guys' names, bro. But I bet you I remember all of Matthew Stafford receivers. I remember Golden Tate. I remember Marvin Marvin Jones. You know what I'm saying? I remember Kenny Galladay. Like, I could name you Matthew Stafford's receivers, bro. Like, I could do that. But the uh, other than Zach Hurts, I don't even know who the hell the Eagles receiver they had uh, in 2000, what, two years ago when they went to the playoff, bro. The stretch Carson Wentz did when he won like five out of the last six. That was impressive. I've never, even a guy like uh, Matthew Stafford, have never even had that type of stretch in his whole career. In his whole career, though. In his whole career. Now, I'm not a Matthew Stafford hater, dog. And y'all know I'm not even about no stats because I don't care about no stats. The guru is about that analytics, dog. Because the eye on the sky don't lie. Because the stats lie, but the eye on the sky don't lie, bro. So it got me thinking, I'm like, let me pull out some stats for y'all stats majors out there, dog. Between Wentz and Stafford, dog. And this is per game. This is because we all know Stafford played a little bit longer. This is just per game status, dog. So they're both average per game, 23 passing attempts per game. About the same, 23. Stafford averaged about, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, 23 completion. Completion of attempts. Stafford averaged 37 attempts. Carson wins 36. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so basically about the same, right? But one thing that got me is Matthew Stafford now, you know, average about, you know, 273 yards. Carson wins 247. No, I don't care about that. And they're both average identical 1.7 TD per game. This is career career stats per game. They're both average 1.7 touchdown a game, dog. But my thing is, though, Matthew Stafford is 74, 90, and 1. 74, 90, and 1. Carson Wentz, 35, 32, and 1. 35, 32. So what I'm getting at is Matthew Stafford has never, ever in his NFL career, ever, ever had a winning record. Ever, like cumulative, ever. He never, never was 500, ever, ever, ever. This guy's never even know what 500 is. He don't even know what a winning is. He don't even know what's, what winning is. He don't know what winning is. And yet, this guy just got injected into the Los Angeles Rams. 
with Sean McVay. You know, the sexy team. You know, it's Hollywood. Now, all of a sudden, this guy is going to lead them into winning the ultimate prize? Like, hello. Hello. Like, what don't you all see here, dog? Like, what don't you all see? It's all good. That's why I'm here. Because what you don't see, I see. And I'm going to make sure you see what I see. Because you obviously don't see. Damn, dog. I kind of like that. That shit kind of rhyme, dog. You see me? <laughs> so, in a sense, I think Ballard and company won this trade and got Carson wins for free, in a sense. For free. And the Los Angeles Rams went and, 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 and the equivalent of Carson wins gave away the entire house. They get they mortgaged the entire house because they saw uh, Matthew Stafford. They're like, baby, you know what I'm saying? They got a divorce, dog. They dropped their own wife. This man, they saw uh, Matthew Stafford walking down the sidewalk, and they're like, you know what, Jared Goff? I got to drop your ass, dog. Bye. Let me get you, baby. That's the type of organization the Los Angeles Rams are. They're like, you know what? Everything they built with um, Jared Goff, they're like, bye. Nope. Done. Let's go. Stafford, come in. New baby. I love you. Let's get married. Let's get married. Why, you know, Chris Ballard and the conservative Midwestern Indianapolis, Naptown, they're like, nah, let's, I'm going to get you on a bargain. And they got Carson Wentz on a bargain. And that's how you run the organization, man. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about another organization I got to be questioning how to run, man. We got to discuss Dak and the Dallas Cowboys. You are listening to Monday Morning Football with the Guru. For more sports content, visit youtube.com slash world of sports network. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back, man. Monday morning football. Y'all keep supporting the movement. Support the movement. Y'all know the goal of the dream. It's not a dream, but y'all know the, the, the plan. The number one sports content in all of YouTube. The When you talk about football... When you talk about football, I want you to say one thing. You got to say it's the G to the U to the R to the U. That's what I'm talking about. Now, let's talk about let's talk about Dak and Dak Prescott, man, and the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all know, y'all know the guru, man, how I feel about the Cowboys. The guru hates them Cowboys. If y'all don't know that, y'all know that now. So um, this is gonna be quick, man, because I ain't even. I, I the whole world is talking about Dak and his and his contract, so I ain't even gonna mess time talking about it like that, dog. But the only reason why I'm gonna mention it because it kind of remind me of my favorite cousin. Because if y'all know my content, I've been saying Dak Prescott is the black version of Dirk Cousin. I mean Kirk Cousin for for years now, like for years, like y'all go back. I got receipts. I got receipts. I'm like. To me, they're like identical. I think they got the same mom. I think their mom is both white. Same mom and different pops. Like, so exa- like Kirk Cousin and Dak Prescott. You talking about guys that, uh, uh, they're good guys. Like awesome, awesome guys. Awesome. Like if I have a daughter or something, I'm like, marry my, marry Kirk Cousin. Marry Dak Prescott. Just awesome dudes. Awesome dudes, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and great locker room guys. Great guys you want to be around, man. But for some reason, there's something about them as far as um being a starting quarterback. It's because they kind of toy with you. Because they're not elite. It's like, you know, it's like they're not elite. But yet, 
they have elite moments. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's one of them weird situations. It's like they get elite moments, but that's it though. But they're not elite. So that moment is kind of memorable. You know what I mean? You see Dak coming back from like 30 points against Atlanta Falcons. You know what I'm saying? And then you see Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? Ball game. It's like, it's just memorable moments. And then all of a sudden, boom, that moment blows up. We all know that. We, we all look at Kirk Cousins and we laugh at Kirk Cousins. That's what we do. Like, ha-ha, Kirk Cousins, even though that's my guy. Even though that's my guy, but we laugh at Kirk Cousins. But for some reason, we look at Dak and we clap. We're like, oh, man, what a great leader. What a tough guy. What is this and that? And I'm like, bruh, is this, is this one of them reverse racism type of situation, dog? Where we looking at Kirk Cousins like because he a white dude and, and all that. We're like, man, what the hell? Nah, and then we, we look at Dak. We're like, he gets away with shit. Nah, dog. But overall, I look at it like this, Dak. Do the Kirk Cousin mode. You are Kirk Cousin, and you're getting treated like Kirk Cousin. Take that damn money, dog, and get paid, homie. Take that money and get paid, dog. Listen to what my favorite cousin did. My man didn't do no hometown discount. My man don't know what a discount is. Kirk Cousin took that bread, and he took that money and left Washington and got somewhere else. What I see that's happening here is, is the same movie. I've seen this movie before. I see the same Kirk Cousin move that I'm seeing that's going on in, in Dallas. You see Jerry and, and Steven, oh, they 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 dropping bombs, you know, in the media. They're dropping, oh, Dak want this. Dak want to be get paid more than this. I've seen this before. This is the whole Kirk Cousin in D.C., dog. You know what I'm saying? You got, they calling him my man, Kirk Cousin. They just, it was just a mess. And this is an ugly mess. And the situation is, and, and that's going to happen is, the Dak Prescott will not be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback after this season. That's just the answer. Dak Prescott will be a very rich man, and he won't be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback because we've seen this movie before. And we know what's going to happen at the end of this movie, dog. It's just like the Kirk Cousin. We want to call this Kirk Cousin Part 2. And you know what? For Kirk Cousin, man, he got a hell of a paycheck. And Dak, right now, it looks like that's what you're waiting for. Bruh, you finna get a hell of a paycheck. Since we're talking about paycheck, we talking about paycheck. Man, I want to talk about the Atlanta Falcons new head coach, Arthur Smith, bro. I want to talk about Arthur Smith, man, because I want y'all to know that who the hell is Arthur Smith, dog? Who the hell is Arthur Smith? My man, I'm, hey. I know who Arthur Smith is. My question is, anybody who is not from the South know who Arthur Smith is, bro? Their new head coach, the former Tennessee Titans, offensive coordinator, now the Atlanta Falcons uh, head coach, Arthur Smith, bro. Hey, talk about I love me some Arthur Smith story, man. The guru, you know me, dog. I, I love me Arthur Smith's story, man. I love me, Arthur Smith. First of all, hey, the Smith family, man. The Smith family, the Google got your man. Your boy, you remember, hey, Arthur, you remember your brother, Cannon? Yeah, Cannon Smith, the guy that played at Memphis, he played with my brother, too, over there in the secondary, dog. So I know the Smith family. I know y'all over there in Memphis, dog. So I got a, I got a, I got a heart for the Smith family. I got heart for the Smith family, man, because my man Cannon Smith played safety over there. He played in the secondary with my brother in Memphis, so I love, I mess with the Smith family, dog. So my man Fred Smith's son, 
Fred Smith, Mr. FedEx, Mr. FedEx himself, the owner, the founder, the creator of FedEx, Fred Smith, son, Arthur Smith, is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, the billionaire himself. I know, I know Arthur Smith thinks he's slick. He thinks he's going to just ride waves and not, not, not let anybody know that his dad is one of the richest men in the world. No sorry, buddy. No sorry, buddy. The guru is going to call it all out, baby. I love the Smith family. Trust me. I'm a FedEx guy over UPS. Trust me. I'm a Washington football team fan. And, and I love me some FedEx field, dog. But my man Arthur Smith, I'm a fan. He look like the guru's hitting. No, I'm actually a major fan of Arthur Smith. My man Arthur Smith went to Georgetown Prep over in the DMV in for high school. Hey, I can't get into Georgetown Prep. So I know. You know what? I can't afford to get into Georgetown Prep. Trust me. It costs about $30,000 a semester, dog. I know. Trust me. $30,000 a semester. That's what Arthur Smith went to, man. But his dad was a billionaire. So you know what I'm saying? That ain't nothing. That's like $2 or what? That's like 50 cent, an hour, 50 cent for him, dog. But my man Arthur Smith used use his dad um resources <laughs> and and parlay that Georgetown Prep high school education to go to Chapel Hill. Went to UNC, man, played offensive line. My man is an old line, man. He's a big dude, big dude, offensive line. So what I like about Arthur Smith is that he he became like a grad assistant. Then he started coaching career, he became a grad assistant in Carolina. Then he went to Ole Miss, and then he came back to Washington. Yeah, dog. He was like a, 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 a assistant quality bus boy or something for the Washington Redskins when Joe Gibbs was there. Now, this is when, obviously, Fred, Fred Smith's money started kicking in. You know, you know, because cause Arthur Smith, I mean, Fred Smith got a relationship with Daniel Snyder. Obviously, the Washington football team stadium is called FedEx Field. Then all of a sudden, my man Arthur Smith became the quality control guy for the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah, Titans, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, you remember, the richest man in the whole state of Tennessee is Fred Smith now. Like, he's a billionaire. Fred Smith, like that, the richest guy in Tennessee. So now when Fred Smith is like, hey, man, hey, could somebody please hire my son? The Tennessee Titans is like, yes, sir, Bob. Hey, I'll hire you, Arthur. I'll hire you, Arthur. No, no, no. I'm not dissing you, Arthur. Trust me. I like Arthur. I love me. No, even like, I love me, Arthur, man. I love me all this, Smith. I like Cannon Smith. I love Arthur Smith. I love Fred Smith. And I definitely love Fred X over UPS all day, any day, dog. All day. I look way better in red and white than I do in fucking brown, dog. Way better. That's a fact. That's a fact. Fred, send that check too, by the way. I ain't, I'm saying FedEx, baby, all day. Send that check, Fred. I don't mess with no Amazon. I'm in Seattle, but I don't mess with no Amazon. <laughs> but now continuing the, trans, the, the transition of, of my guy, Arthur Smith. So he became quality control, and then he moved on from quality control to defensive quality control. So basically became the offensive bitch coaches to the defensive bitch coaches and then he moved to the tight end so he became basically the bitch coach of all bitches so that gave me that's when i started respecting my man arthur smith because for your dad to be a billionaire and then you become the head you become a bitch basically being a bitch boy in the nfl that takes some pride and some butts because you got more money than all them head coaches bro my man Arthur put in some work, dog. This man took the Tennessee Titans. Y'all let me talk about the Tennessee Titans. Y'all might not forget. King Henry. 
The best running back in football right now is because of my man, uh, Arthur Smith. Yes, Mr. Fred X himself. Yeah, that's why I call him. I don't call him Fed X. He's Fred X, dog. You all don't know about me and my relationship with Fred Smith. Fred X. It's my dog. Anyhow, I think you almost have forgot. Ryan Tannehill is one of the worst quarterbacks in football. My man took Ryan Tannehill and made him into a pro bowler and made this man into a $100 million quarterback, dog. And I'm like, you know what? Drop the pen. That's it. Drop the pen. You did that for Tannehill. I don't give a damn who the hell you are, dog. You deserve a head coaching job, dog. You deserve a head coaching job. I don't care if your dad is Fred Smith, if your dad is Mark Zuckerberg, if your dad is Jeff Bezos. Damn it, if you could make Ryan Tannehill a top freaking 15 quarterback in the NFL, you deserve to be a damn head coach. And my man, Arthur Smith, who nobody knew who the hell he was other than the guru. Now y'all better know, Arthur Smith deserved to be a head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And this has been Monday Morning Football with the Guru.